Hey, everybody, when you hear that music, you know it's time for yet another exciting episode of On the Ladder Side of Baseball. And today we are marking eight days before the uh, first opening pitch of the 2023 Major League season. And to get us geared up for that and to kind of get us all juiced in a good way, we have been uh, watching the World Baseball Classic. And there's several things that I want to talk about with respect to the World Baseball Classic. But before we get to that, let's talk a little bit about spring training and uh, where they are. Right now, they're ready to break camp and start the season, except for the fact that they got half of their good stars playing World Baseball. Now, they're down to two teams uh, in the final four of the World Baseball Classic. You had Japan, no surprise. Mexico, a surprise. Cuba, no surprise to me in the United States, which was sort of a surprise because they got a little lucky playing Venezuela. But I hope some of you watched it because uh, it was interesting for a couple of reasons. Number one, you got to see the difference in the behavior of the fans at an international event compared to uh, somewhat stoic behavior of fans in the uh, U.S. in Major League Baseball. Um, You know, there's noise going on, especially for some of the – Caribbean teams because the Caribbean teams just really dominated in a lot of ways. And Venezuela probably should have beat the U.S. The uh, U.S. has a world-class offense and uh, not so much on the pitching. You know, they've got just a nonstop. they got 18 guys that could uh, probably make the all-star team. So that's been kind of fun. Uh, one of the big things that I've noticed. It's kind of a change that highlights what's coming up in uh, eight days is the pace of play and the shift. Oh my God. I mean, if you watch any spring training and you see the new pitch clock go into effect and then you watch this uh, World Baseball Classic, you can see what a drag, what a drag it is. I mean, it goes on and on and on. Four hour games versus two and a half hour games. That's right. Most of the games that I've looked at, checked a box score over the last three weeks, have shown that the games are between two hours and five minutes and two hours and 35 minutes. That's pretty good. You know, I like it. And so that's been a big, big difference. And then the shift. Uh, The rules of 2022 applied in the World Baseball Classic, not the new 2023. Now you say, well, why would the rules apply anyway? Because those are just for MLB. I don't know, except that MLB seemed to be the um, holy grail for the World Baseball Classic. I know it was Bud Selig's idea. It was a great idea. It really didn't get a lot of friction or traction or whatever you want to say. I think it's traction. Anyway, um, it it was good, but the ratings doubled this year. Now, granted, the last one was in 2017, the pandemic hit. And so I think the next one is in 2026. So we don't have to wait too long for that to happen. And it's it's good baseball. Now, here's the problem, you say. I know all of you have DVRs out there. So you can tape the game and still watch March Madness. Yeah. Or go to a bar because if a bar has more than one TV, they're going to have the, the uh, March Madness. And then they're going to have the... Uh, World Baseball Classic. And tonight, uh, we get down to the uh, semifinal, finals, semifinal. It's a tongue twister. And that's between Mexico and Japan. Forget it. You know, Mexico surprised the U.S. 
they jumped on the U.S. early and came off with a victory and then ended up winning their uh, bracket and they won their first semifinal game. So they are off to the races and they are ready to roll. And so here we go. Japan is going to clearly beat Mexico and face the U.S. And that sets up Mike Trout versus Shohei Itani. Not bad. Now, the Japanese teams have hitting, fielding, and pitching, and the U.S. has hitting and fielding, but no pitching. Yeah, I got a, bullpen, a good bullpen. If the, if the U.S. is leading in the seventh inning, we got a better than 50-50 chance of winning. If the bullpen um, is reached in the fourth or fifth and the U.S. isn't winning, we're in trouble, big trouble. But I think it's going to be uh, – it's fun. I've enjoyed it. And, uh, you know, I think everybody ought to watch the uh, – uh, last game of the World Baseball Classic Tuesday on Fox Sports 1. That's FS1, and that's going to start at 6 o'clock. So there's no March Madness that will interfere with that, and it's going to be a good game. And Trout versus Otani is worth the, uh, worth the price of poker. So I think that I told you I was going to preview the World Baseball Classic. Some of the other things, there have been a few injuries that have been kind of tough. Uh, Ruiz, the Mets, out for the year. Broken Patella celebrating their win. Celebrating their win, I believe, over the Dominican Republic. It was a big upset. And uh, um, maybe he was with the Dominican Republic. I don't have the rosters. I can't tell you. They all have cool uniforms and spread out everywhere. But I can tell you that Ruiz has lost to the Mets for the year, and he just signed some gigantic contract and here's the nice little caveat mlb and the mets are not on the hook for the salary of ruiz this year that's right in order to play and get freed up from the rosters of the major league baseball teams of which it's mainly the cardinals and the phillies and throwing an astro or two but that's basically it you got goldie arenado got schwarber trey turner Real Muto. So, I mean, there you go. There's some of the studs right there. Tim Anderson with the White Sox. It's been fun. It's been good. And uh, uh, they are hitting a plenty now. Trout is kind of, I think, a little late, a little backed up. But anyway, getting back to the insurance, they're all insured. And that's the reason Clayton Kershaw could not pitch for the USA, because Kershaw could not convince the doctors that his insurance was above board, you know, not inferring it was kinky, just that he's uninsurable. His injuries don't let the uh, insurance companies bet that he won't get hurt. Don't know the premiums, but the insurance companies lost just on Ruiz. Then in the game against the United States, the Puerto Rican team starring Jose Altuve at second base. And again, I may be getting these teams mixed up. I apologize if I am. But anyway, Altuve, the, uh, this is in the semi, the first game of the quarterfinals, I guess, not the semifinals, down to the, um, you know, the elite eight, if you will. And so the U S played whoever they played. I don't want to say Puerto Rico, which should have beat them. They had a huge lead. The U.S. brought in some guy who hadn't pitched in the major leagues, Darbs or no, Bard, B-A-R-D. 
I don't think he's pitched in the major leagues for a long time. A lot of these guys hadn't. And, um, you know, he walked the first guy, and then the next guy, check swing, little blooper over the pitcher's head that um, Bobby Witt Jr. couldn't make the play on. And uh, then the next guy walked. Then he hit Altuve, broke his thumb. Altuve's out for a couple months. Another insurance claim. So now the insurance companies are probably down $45 million with just those two players. And then yesterday in the game between the United States and Cuba, which is basically half of the White Sox, um, Moncada, uh, you know, it, it was like 14 to two and there's a collision at first base. He goes down and they took a commercial break and we never saw him again. Word is concussion and, um, uh, just kind of a shoulder injury. So if last year's any sense of this year, Moncada's good and gone until after the all-star break, chalk up another 15,000 to 15 million. So the, I don't care what the premium was, but they may not be able to get insurance next time. No insurance, no major league players. Comprende? That's the deal. So you've heard here, oh, that, that educates the world. Now, the announcers have rotated in on TV and MLB Network has done the radio. And I don't know if they don't have the same number of people helping these guys out uh, when they're in the booth and they're hoping that the people in the truck will come up and with things to make them look good. Um, you know, Joe Buck is gone, but Joe Daly, who, uh, whatever his name is, with the Dodgers, he's pretty good. He shuts up and lets Smoltz talk too much. You know, I'm critical of some of these guys. Smoltz is smart. He's good. I think finally somebody told him to be quiet. They really didn't have the flow of the game. The, in the early innings, a Cuban manager got mad at a, at, at a replay that the U.S. Uh, in, the, in the first inning, the U.S. got like five consecutive hits. And on the fifth one, Trey Turner tried to take second base. He was thrown out back. Basically, it was out on a pop-up. And not a pop-up baseball, a pop-up slide. He lost contact for a millisecond, and they called him out. So, in the third inning, the White the not the White Sox, the All-Star team, the USA had the chance to go ahead and do the same thing. Guy gets a double, comes off of the base, tag is still applied by Turner, and, uh, the U.S. appeals. Now, the Cuban manager gets all bent out of shape, and, and for the life of me, I don't know where Ken Rosenthal went, but he was no help. The uh, broadcaster doing the play-by-play was no help. Smoltz was no help. They kept going, oh, I think he's mad about the time that elapsed on the time for appeal. They got 20 seconds. Well, they really don't. That's kind of the old, the new MLB rule. And so... What the manager was upset about was that the player pushed him off second base. You know, pretty easy to figure out. And Smoltzy made a few other mistakes, which is unsmoltz-like, okay? Unsmoltz-like. But he's smart. He's good. And he, he didn't talk quite as much as he does during the World Series. So that was good, okay? But, you know, who am I to cut down John Smoltz? He's got my dream job, as does every other broadcaster. So the broadcasting was okay. The manager, 
uh, my man Dero. Uh, he's he, he played for everybody, but he played for the club Cubs, and he's on MLB Morning Show. And uh, Mark DeRosa was a good ball player. He's a smart guy. You know, he went to Colgate or Princeton or some Ivy League team. And uh, he was a really, really, he's a, he's a smart man. And I think he'll be, he's kind of a good manager. He sort of had this boondoggle, although I think he took it really seriously. The rosters were serious. The general manager, they had a general manager. I mean, they treat this like a mini baseball team. And DeRosa, um, you know, he made some mistakes. He didn't handle his pitching right. He should have gotten barred out. But in a in a bit of defense to Mark DeRosa, Major League Baseball kind of dictates how many innings and how many uh, games these guys get into. They let these guys go, and they have insurance, but they also have an assurance that they'll get in and that the pitchers like Lance Lynn and Adam Wainwright will get their pitches in uh, so that when they go back to camp on Wednesday of this coming week, they have a week of spring training left and that they get their rest of their work in and they're not set back by sitting on the bench or in the bullpen because of, uh, you know, something Mark DeRosa didn't feel he needed. That's not the case. They all get in a little bit. Some of the players, the younger guys, Bobby Witt Jr. didn't get in a lot. Um, Mullins didn't get in a lot from Baltimore. But by and large, you know, the basic team was Schwarber in left, Mike Trout in center, Mookie Betts in right. Pretty good, huh? Now, people would argue that there should have been a, a good defensive player in left field unless Schwarber DH. But, I mean, he had, he had like 10 DHs on the bench. He He had to... He had to get some of these guys in in those positions. The catching was split by Will Smith and uh, Real Mute, Real Muto. And so those guys are both good. And, you know, Real Muto is the real deal. He has a little confidence problem going on at the end of last year. But but he played pretty good in the uh, World Baseball Classic. Now, so there you have Real Muto, Philadelphia, Trey Turner, Philadelphia, Kyle Schwarber, Philadelphia. Hmm. All right. Then you've got Nolan Arenado, who I think is the best player in baseball at third base, a St. Louis Cardinal. You've got um, Trey Turner at short. You have Tim Anderson moving over to play second base in a classy move from Tim Anderson being a team player, good guy, and then at first base. You have Paul Goldschmidt, and that was basically it. Now, every now and then they'd fill in somebody else. They had Kyle Tucker sitting on the bench. Oh, my God. He could hit. He, was, he and Trey Turner are the best hitters in this 10-day stint. Trout had big numbers, but, man, he was behind on a fastball. fastball excuse me. Arenado, Goldschmidt, these guys, man. And then he had the old pitching. I mean, here's the USA. Can you imagine the best team the USA could put out was Lance Lynn pitching. Now he's got a good record in international play, but really? I mean, come on. Uh, then the Adam Wainwright, another. I mean, these guys are dinosaurs, but they did, they've done well. Uh, I don't know who is going to get the ball on Tuesday night, but, you know, like Schmoltz said 50 times, all hands on deck. Uh, you know, it's not the World Series game seven. It's a game against Japan, and they'll be lucky to hang in there. But I do think the U.S. is going to win. 
Okay. I don't know who the home team is. Last night, the U.S. was the home team. The night before, they were the visitors. So they have a day off, figure it all out, and uh, I think it's good. I'll take a quick break, and uh, when we come back, we will talk about something, I promise. And uh, we are back from a quick break. It's be a quick podcast, uh, getting ready for the um, preview show where we go ahead and guess on our predictions for the uh, upcoming MLB season, which I'm excited about. Um, I think it'll be really good. A um, couple things. Last minute, the emphasis that the USA put on uh, the World Baseball Classic is is phenomenal. It really is. Pretty cool. It, Beats the heck out of watching the spring training games. Now, spring training games are fun for three or four innings, but this was real baseball. Now, granted, I didn't watch every inning of every game, but I watched a little bit of each game, and I were they were good. The coaching staff, phenomenal. One of the coaches for the USA took batting practice and hit about 85 home runs, which was a lot more than anybody else, including Mike Trout, ever hit in batting practice in the World Baseball Classic. And who was that? None other than Junior. Yes, I mean, that shows how important some of these guys. Junior called and asked if he could get into the coaching staff. And, of course, he's the best player in in the last 40 years in, in Major League Baseball, and so, uh, in my opinion. So Ken Griffey Jr. was the hitting coach. Not bad. Especially if you're like any of these kids, Mullins, Witt, Tucker, to sit in there and talk to every day with Ken Griffey Jr., unbelievable. And then you had uh, Andy Pettit as a pitching coach. Pretty good pitching coach, folks. Jerry Manuel, who was a major league manager and an all-around great guy. And uh, on and on and on. They had the Dodgers third base coach. And this was the real deal. There were some other really interesting, fun surprises. Team Israel was good. Uh, surprising team, Great Britain. They were really, really good. And... They were two and two. And so as a result of the U.S. beating Colombia in their last match in the pool play, Great Britain in 2026 gets an automatic invite into the uh, 20-team contest. They don't have to play their way in. So hooray for Great Britain. One of the interesting things, they had the ugliest, goofiest. Please, somebody get them real uniforms. They were so bad. In fact... You know, you could barely read the Great or the Britain. You just knew in conjunction since they were on their sleeves. I think they had a British flag. You knew that's who they were. But this one pitcher had sweat, rosin, little pine tire, whatever he had going. And boom, he he rubbed his chest and the uh, E came off of Great. It's pretty funny. Anyway, uh, they didn't exactly go all out on the quality of uniform. But that was uh, that was good. There were some other... Interesting teams. Team Canada was interesting, and Australia was interesting. Mexico was probably the biggest surprise of anybody. And this kid, Assad, who's a pitcher for the Chicago Cubs, has earned his way into the Cubs' starting um, roster. He'll be on the team. That's right. I mean, this guy's been lights out um, for Mexico. And if you turn on the game tonight, you'll see him. Now, you probably won't know that because you won't get this podcast tonight. But be that as it may, 
that was fun. Now, let's go ahead and look a little bit at what is going to uh, be happening in Major League Baseball. Number one, we've already talked about the pitch clock. Number two, we've talked about the shift. Number three, we've talked about throws to second base. The balk. The umpires are going to they're going to emphasize box if the pitcher in the set position doesn't stop for a, and and have a um, discernible stop in his stretch when there's a runner on base balk. Number two, there's not going to be any of this herky jerky motion. And so the 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 kid for the Astros, um, Luis Gonzalez, Luis Robert, Lu, not Luis Roberts, Luis Rivera. The one that would rock the Mamba, one, two, three, and then you throw, that's gone. Can't do that anymore, I don't think. We'll see. We'll see how strict they are. They're going to double up their efforts to catch these people with uh, a foreign substance on their hand because the spin rate just rose and rose and rose. They're going to search anywhere again, so maybe we'll have Scherzer dropping his pants again. That'd be exciting. Scherzer stretches the limit. He's kind of entertaining. I don't care. It's all entertainment. These guys are making gazillions of dollars. And finally, when we talk about money, that brings me to the Chicago Cubs. Let's talk a little bit about Cubs baseball for you Cub fans out there. Which there are thousands listening, I know. Don't even go to Bleed Cubby Blue. If you want to hear what's going on with the Chicago Cubs, come right here. And then we're also pretty excited about the White Sox. So that's a first. Andrew Benatendi, one of my favorites over there. Makata, Eloy Jimenez had a good World Baseball Clement. Luis Roberts had a good... That's R-O-B-E-R-T. I didn't say his name wrong. He had a good uh, uh, World Baseball Classic. Mankata was driving. Tim Anderson hitting the ball, Lance Lynn. I mean, the White Sox, they're going to be tough. I like them. And Larissa's gone, so I love him. That idiot is gone. I mean, he's still sitting with Reinstorf, taking notes, giving Jerry ideas. He, I don't know if he has access to the club. Get this guy away. I'm telling you what, T-Bone, go away. Go bug the A's. Go bug the Cardinals. Go. You don't see the Cardinals asking Larissa to come back. Come over. Give us some of your wisdom. Yeah, no wisdom. Leland had wisdom. Uh, Larissa, not so much. Give me a break. Come on, Jerry. Gee, many Christmas. I mean, sitting at, at Glendale watching the game while Tony Larissa gives you notes. I mean, come on, hit the ball, catch the ball, field the ball, throw the ball, blah, blah, blah. It's not that tough a game. Okay. Um, during spring training, I think I forgot to mention Ajo Al's. A few people are still down in Arizona. Best Mexican restaurant in all of Scottsdale is Ajo Al's. And that is right about 94th and maybe Shea. I don't know. I don't know the city that well, but I do know. There are two IOLs. It's not a sponsor, but it is where my buddy Nelly would hang out when he was the uh, uh, director of player development or the coordinator for minor league activities of the Oakland Athletics, who uh, hung out in Scottsdale. So anyway, IOLs, we ate there. It was great. I forgot to mention it. It's really, really good. So there you go, IOLs. Um, with respect to – I'm going to the White Sox games early in April. I want to get some of their food. Although I am on the Joe DiMaggio diet, day 19. Yep, we're looking at 56. I'm feeling pretty strong. I'm feeling really strong. I can go to the Sox game. I can sample some of the stuff. Maybe if I walk from Division and Clark, 
to 35th and Shields, I will burn off whatever I need to burn off. <laughs> um, yeah, people are laughing. You're not going to walk out. That's a long walk. I'm telling you what, down South State Street? Hmm. Might be a short walk. But anyway, I don't think I'll do that. Just kidding. I'm going to go to Wrigley. Sun, first Sunday of the year, see the Brewers play. I'm going to try to convince Craig Kishan to come back and do a little preview show. I'm going to try to get stats. I'm going to try to get a few new people on the show. And I think it'll be fun. Um, I really think that uh, this year, you know, we'll, we'll go into the year um, hoping that the Cubs can make a trade or two. My God, they saw that, you know, with all due respect to, to um, Cody Ballinger, Eric Hosmer, and boy, whoever else they got out there that, that, that they recruited. Oh, Tucker Barnhart. Yeah, okay. Tucker's good. The um, the bottom line is, for you folks who are hopeless Cubby fans, woohoo! they don't have a number one pitcher. They have a number two that they got from the Yankees in Talon. They have a number three in Stroman. They have a number five in maybe Hendricks if he gets back. Not steal. I don't know. Maybe Assad. Put him out there. Oh, my God. No pitching. Their bullpen is going to be okay. They give away their bullpen every year. I don't know how they do it, but they do it. So, okay, if if Jed Hoyer has any talent, it's, he can go sign a bullpen every year. They got no power hitter. They got nobody that's going to jack it into the bleachers on a routine, on a, on a continuous basis. Uh, Cody Ballinger's swing is different from it, what went before he celebrated and hurt his arm. Don't celebrate anymore, guys. Go out and, you know, tip your hats and go into the clubhouse and drink. Do something. Don't jump in, up and down on each other. Don't, don't give a forearm shiver after you hit a home run and dislocate your shoulder and never play again the same way. Oh, my God, how stupid. Okay, I'm all for spontaneity and celebration, but gee, many Christmas. So the Cubs, I mean, if Morrell makes a team, you can forget it. I love Simo. Go to the minors and learn how to hit. Oh, my God, cannot friggin' hit. You know, he is, you know, we've seen other Cubs like this, even even a Serrano or Serrano or or whatever his name was, at the end of his career, you know, put I'm near Hall of Fame kind of guy with all the uh, home runs he hit, slider down, slider down, slider down, couldn't hit it. And Simo does the same thing. Sad. Wisdom, if you're banking on wisdom being your guy, you're banking in the wrong place. Uh, you got four second basemen and shortstops. You got too much in the middle. Too much in the middle. So you've got, I guess... Wisdom at third, uh, Dansby Swanson at short, Nico Nico at second, and Hosmer at first, I guess, and maybe Wisdom, alt, you know, platoon. Uh, you got Barnhart and Gomes. Gomes had a good spring. I mean, he's okay. We'll see what happens with Gomes. And then the outfield. Boy, oh boy, you know, that's what you say a Suzuki um, is on the DL. And he may not be back for a month or two. And when he comes back, he may not be very good. 
He wasn't very good when he got hurt. Then you got in center field, Ballinger. And then in left field, I don't know. Hap, I guess Hap, he's still around. But, Ian, look at history. Don't have to go back too much. Here's Ian Hap. And everybody's, oh, great year, great year. He really turned himself into a, he did. I, I admit, I was shocked because he is Mr. Strikeout in 2022 and he's Mr. Durable in 2023, okay? Probably should have been in the World Baseball Classic, but they, God, they had a lot of talent. Here's the danger sign, you know, like in Tom Cruise's uh, movie, Danger Zone. The danger zone for any Cub is if you, and this is kind of like if you build it, they will come. If you succeed, you'll be gone. Yeah, that's it. If you succeed, you'll be gone. If you can win arbitration, you'll be gone. If you want a double you know, multi-million dollar contract, you'll be gone. We'd rather go pay these other bozos than have the audacity to pay a guy who wants to be here. Now, that's true. Now, am I starting off the year kind of on the crankier side of sport of baseball? Yeah. Every time I get jazzed about the Cubs, I keep coming back to Wilson Contreras, Kyle Schwarber, Javi Baez, and Chris Bryant and Chris Rizzo. Uh, you know, how's this lineup? How's this How's this lineup treat you? Chris Bryant at third. Javi Baez at short. Nico Horner at second. And, Mark, and, and Rizzo at first. Catching Wilson Contreras. Kyle Schwarber in left. Cody Ballinger is fine. He can play center field. And Seiya Suzuki when he's healthy. Okay? Pretty good lineup. Pretty good lineup. And then keep the pitching you had and get rid of one or two guys. But go out and get a stud. Get a Schwarzer. Get a Verlander. Get somebody. So that that lineup is not fantasy land. That lineup is what the Cubs should be. Oh, not my money. You think he's given a break to season tickets? No. I'll tell you what. I looked on StubHub, and for Sunday against the Brewers, April 2nd, it's not an April Fool's joke, April 2nd, you can get behind home plate, fifth row, sixth row, um, half price. Half price already, so the the skids here. The the I'm I've got a, my buddy was kind enough to share some season tickets with me, and um, I'm taking eight games, and I'm going to go to five or six White Sox games, and I'm going to try to get to Detroit, Minnesota, and Pittsburgh. Okay, that's my goal for the year. Getting older, I got to start reaching some of these goals, but that's what the Cubs could have been. And do I do I care what it costs Ricketts? Do you think the San Diego guys care what it costs to get all those guys? Do you think the Mets care to get all those guys? Do you think Dombrowski in Philadelphia cared to get all those guys? Hell no. No. 
They want to win. They don't want to win like this year and then we'll just coast. You know, we'll do it all again. We can find another Javi Baez. Oh, my God, he's out there. We can find another Willie Contreras. In fact, that, that's the only one that's true. There is a Willie Contreras with, with uh, Milwaukee this year. Uh, brother Willie uh, should have gotten traded for Wilson. It would have been a great trade to the Braves. I could have stood that one. You get a Contreras, you give up a Contreras. Rizzo's great. Bryant's having a, he's going to have a comeback. He had a pretty good year last year. He's hurt a lot. Um, you got all these guys in the bullpen that now are on these other teams that are all doing well. And uh, we've got really good prospects. No, we don't. You have to go down to 35 to find somebody that's on the MLB prospect list that's a Cub. So, don't listen to this crap that they've really improved their farm system. No. Don't listen to this crap that they've really got more depth than ever. No. They can't hit. They don't have any power pitching, and they don't have any power hitting. Now, the other thing, the base running is going to be off the charts. They don't have a catcher that can gun a guy out. Willie Contreras could have gunned the guys out. They ain't going to steal much on Contreras. They will on John Gooms, or whatever his name is. Anyway, need I say more? White Sox are trending upward as opposed to their guaranteed rate sign that goes downwards. Now, guaranteed rate, given the interest rates around the country, probably um, guaranteed rate sign ought to be pointing up because the rates are going up and the banks are in trouble. And not at that. Don't believe any of that. Things are good. You've heard it. I give... Financial advice. No, I don't. I'm kidding. I give my impressions of Chicago baseball, Milwaukee baseball, and for the time being, California Angels baseball. The Angels owner decided he didn't like what he was being offered, and so he kept the team. He, he was also instrumental in the negotiations for the uh, um, owners, and really, really, he, along with Antanasio in Milwaukee, a uh, shout out to uh, to those guys. But if they aren't in it by the all-star break and looking like they're going to sew up a spot in the playoffs, then the jettison is on for Shohei and Trouteruski. You heard it here. Trout, those guys, I, why would you stick around? Really? I don't know. So, I mean, are you guys excited about baseball? Are you excited about the lighter side of baseball? Are you excited about the new rules? Let me hear from you, okay? You feel free. Uh, we'll be giving out our email address someday, but not today. Now, when we get a sponsor, then maybe we'll have a phone in. Um, this could be the, uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll see how it goes. We'll, we're going to have uh, the Nelly birthday palooza. Uh, we're going to have a little podcast when... The Brewers give out the Dave Nelson Award. And uh, we're going to have a little segment on open arms when I can get hold of Bob Solis because I want all you guys. There are a lot of folks out there that are good contributors to Open Arms Home for Children in Kumga, South Africa. And I think that's great. And thank you very much. Seriously. So uh, we're going to get some better content. <laughs> I think the content's been pretty good. I could do a duet. Some of you say, hey, I'm not good alone. I could be two guys. I could ask myself questions, and I could give answers. I could get Sweet Pea. I think I'll get Sweet Pea a call, see if he wants to get on. I'm going to have at least 10 
guests in April, May, and June. Okay. We'll see. How, how good are your predictions? How true are your assertions? Uh, I think they're pretty good. I think they're pretty good. So that's it for today on the lighter side of baseball. Uh, when we come back, there will have been a world baseball classic champion, most likely Japan. Um, interestingly, the games are sold out. That's good. The ratings are up. I don't really care. And hopefully there won't be any more injuries. So um, that's the scoop on the world baseball classic. Today is Monday, a week from Thursday, we have opening day, which is always the best. Okay. Now, will I head on down to Wrigley and buy a ticket? Uh, Maybe. Never know. You never know. I'm pumped. I want to see the new rules play out. I want to see the Cubs make a fool out of me. And, um, you know, St. Louis is going to be hard to beat. Sorry. Brewers didn't do much to improve them. Their own plight. Plight. That's a word. And so there we go. So until we get down to the nitty gritty next week and make our predictions for the upcoming season, Jamie Resky and uh, nobody else, just me saying so long and have a great week. Little music, maestro out there in Hawaii, Tyler, knock them down, rip them up, get some good music going. See you next week. 